preseason is back the fans are back and that means Niners football is back this weekend the Niners return home to Levi Stadium for the first time since week 9 of last season and it'll be the first time with the faithful present since the NFC championship game in January of 2020 welcome back to the 49 away podcast Jay Sahota Zach Chevy you know the drill On tap for this episode, we will preview the 49ers opening preseason game versus the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll discuss some players to watch, rookies to keep an eye out for, and we'll make some bold predictions as well. So keep it locked. We got a lot to get to. And of course, don't forget to give the 49er way a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more 49ers news and analysis. And welcome back to the 49 Away Podcast, Jay Sahota, Zach Chevy, and it is officially game week. Finally, we get to talk about 49ers football again. We got a game to talk about preseason week one, Saturday night at the crib at Levi Stadium. Good to be back. Chevy, how's it going? How's the week going? Ready for Saturday? Oh, it's pretty good. You know, I'm so excited for live football again and Niner football in general. I can't wait for the preseason to begin and I can't wait to see some of these new players play. Definitely. It's been, uh, I mean, I I like to say, I think, I guess, because last year there wasn't any sports at all to kind of keep us company (laughs) and why that, that uh, the off season went by so slow, but this year it's like, dang, Preseason came up fairly quickly, and I think that's because we had so much other stuff going on um, to help us, to, you know, to get through to this point. But here we are, preseason week one, a lot to get to. I'm excited about it, and because there wasn't preseason last year, this is the first ever episode of the 49er Way podcast where we're previewing a preseason game. So how about that? But let's get right into it. Niners will take on the Chiefs preseason game, obviously. There wouldn't be the normal headlines that there would be if this was a regular season game. Having said that, I think the obvious headline here is Trey Lance. Everyone wants to see him play, get a chance to see him, get in-game action. Um, Kyle Shanahan has not announced who is starting yet, so we are not sure if Jimmy Garoppolo and the ones are going to get any time. I have a feeling they might, but other than that, haven't heard any word. I'm assuming maybe by tomorrow or Friday. We'll get a good sense as to how that's going, and then I'll get into who's not suiting up and to the injuries and stuff like that. But, Zach, going into some of the camp stuff this week, what are some rumblings you've been hearing about um, heading into Saturday um, in terms of training camp news? Yeah, well, we'll start talking about the quarterback position because that's uh, you know the most obvious position to talk about for the Niners. Um, as you said about we haven't heard who is starting the game on Saturday. However, I do believe you know you usually see the starters play maybe the first quarter or something like that, just so that you know they still have some game action, but you don't want to play them too much because you don't want any injuries because God forbid Garoppolo Garoppolo gets injured again. Uh, so, you know, I do think we'll see a little bit of that, but talking about the quarterbacks, I've just heard so much hype about Trey Lance. Now, I always caution hype, uh, in training camp because you never know, maybe they're throwing with absolutely no pressure in front of them and pressure makes a complete difference, but he's just sounding like the real deal from every single 
news outlet I've heard, whether it's reporters or players, they're just saying Trey Lance is the real deal. And it sounds like he may get into a game earlier than a lot of us expected. Now, Jimmy G is the starter. I've said that throughout. He is going to start week one. But Trey Lance may sneak in there earlier than we thought. You know, I think right now the ideal timeline is that week seven after the bye week, handing it over to Trey Lance. I think that would be really nice for this offense. And I would really like to see Trey Lance in, you know, as early as he's ready. I don't want to rush it, but if Trey Lance is ready and he's going to make this team better, he's the guy. We have to go with him. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, this has been the storyline for, obviously, you know, we've been talking about the last two weeks and the last two episodes that we've been doing, but it's been the storyline really all of camp, really the minute since the Niners drafted. Actually, not even not even when we drafted Trey Lance. Before, when the Niners announced that they were making the trade up to number three to get a quarterback, that's really when all of this talk came about and saying, you know, Garoppolo's time, you know, it's ticking. You, you know, you never know when he's going to, you know, be on his way out. And I truly don't think the Niners did not just let Jimmy Garoppolo stick around for him to not start week one, if that makes any sense. But it seems as if this past, I think it was this past week or it was late last week, Kyle Shanahan went to the media and just after he said it, he's like, I know everyone's going to go to Twitter with it. He announced that Trey Lance is going to play this season. And everyone took that out of context because what (laughs) Shanahan meant to say is, you know, we're going to get him on the field in a small package, which is exactly what we kind of assumed he would do. We weren't 100% sure whether he was going to go that direction or not. Personally, I love it. I've been saying it all offseason long. I love having a Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance do this thing together, right? Have Garoppolo take majority of the reps and then, you know, throw in Trey Lance there occasionally. I think I've mentioned this many, many times. It just adds another dimension to Shanahan's offense, which could just make it could, it has potential to give defensive coordinators fits. I know we've talked about it before, just even with Trey Lance as the starting quarterback, it's going to give defensive coordinators problems, but now you're going to have to deal with two quarterbacks with completely different styles I just think would be a handful. Having said that, that's also a handful for Kyle Shanahan to deal with in terms of play designs and all that. I know a lot of people have been talking about that too. Um, But sticking on this topic before we move on, I do want to just say one thing here because I know literally everybody on planet Earth has been talking about Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo and who's going to start and blah, blah, blah. I just just got to say this one. And you you said it when you were talking about it. You said we don't want to rush it. That's exactly where I'm going yep. with this. The magic word. 49er fans, any Niner fans, listeners, I don't care where you're living, Europe, Australia, Canada, you, I don't care. Patience. That is the magic word in this scenario. If Trey Lance is going to start week three and he's ready, then Trey Lance is going to start week three. If Trey Lance is, is ready to start week one and he looks ready, Trey Lance is going to start week one in Detroit. If Trey Lance is not ready at all and he's ready, you know, week one of 2022 season in September, Trey Lance will start in 2022. You kind of catch my drift here. I feel like you just this is not a situation that everyone just needs to relax, chill out. And, you know, why we have the chance to chill out. This is why John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, just as I mentioned two seconds ago, we didn't just keep Jimmy Garoppolo around for nothing. We had we know. With Jimmy Garoppolo, we know exactly what our offense can do. 
we let him play and just let Trey Lance learn. Because as we've seen in training camp, it's funny. In the first two practices, everyone was just wowed, right? Jaw-dropping. Oh, my God. This is this guy's a generational talent and blah, blah, blah. But then they had the practice at Levi Stadium over the weekend on Saturday. And he was kind of eh, right? He wasn't that great. Overthrew a couple receivers and, um, you know, didn't get the snap off on time and, and the cadences and all that stuff. Patience. Yeah, I, I even heard there was uh, sometimes when he was practicing with the second team and the second team O-line wasn't great. Well, your second team O-line isn't going to be great. And, you know, that's stuff he's going to have to deal with. He's going to have to learn how to get out of situations, uh, you know, with a bad O-line or a banged up O-line. And if he isn't ready, as you said, Garoppolo is still there. The We are privileged to have this patience. We don't have to rush Lance out right away. We can make sure he's seasoned and he's ready to go in there to win and succeed. You know, the mental game is almost as important as the physical game in football and in sports in general. And you don't want Trey Lance going out there having bad week after bad week as a starter because you got rid of Garoppolo and it ruining his career. You want him to take that time and the patience, as you mentioned, and you want him to be able to have that time. And Jimmy's a starter. He's proven it before, and he's going to prove it again. He will start until they feel Trey's ready, but Trey brings that extra aspect, which is why they drafted Trey, and which is why he will be the starter at some point. Absolutely. But that's that's exactly what I'm saying is just patience, right? Patience is the magic word in this scenario and people just cannot get too giddy about it. I know it's exciting. And again, next week we'll get a proper, you know, conversation started because we'll both and everybody else would have gotten the chance to watch Trey Lance play. But I think you made a good point in the sense that when Lance plays on Saturday night and most likely for the remainder of the three weeks of the preseason, it's most likely going to be with the twos because I can't see Trent Williams needing any snap. If he does, maybe it's like one possession in one game. I don't see Alex Mack needing to get much time in there at all. Same with Lakin Tomlinson. And honestly, Mike McGlinchey maybe a little bit, but not at all. The only guy on that O-line that I can see getting a decent amount of time is Daniel Brunskill. And that's because he's also competing for the right guard job. It seems like he's got the lead for that job right now. But I, I could, he's the only guy on that old line that from the ones that I could see playing a little bit more than one or two possessions going into preseason and, and especially this weekend. But yeah, in terms of Jimmy and Lance, patience. Just let Trey Lance do his thing. Let Shanahan mix it up here and there, throw him in. I love it. But in terms of Trey Lance being the starter, when Lance is ready to take that next step, he will take that next step. And when the Niners team all looks, and, I, and I've said this previously too, when every there's going to be that one practice, it could be this year, it could be next year, who knows when it's going to be. Everybody going to look at each other in the eyes and be like, "We know that that we can win with this guy on the field." It's you've heard a, a couple rumblings about some right. DJ Jones made a comment. Trent Williams made a comment. George Kittle, I can see, is a little more on the pro Jimmy side, but I think Kittle knows that what Trey Lance has got. So you're starting to hear a little bit from the the locker room and the team, but. Again, patience, but man, I'm I'm really excited to watch Trey Lance on Saturday. I'm really, really, I can't remember the last time I was this excited 
for a preseason game. In terms of guys who aren't going to play, of course, on the offensive side, it doesn't look too bad. The only guy who was injured, but I think he returned to practice today, is Jalen Hurd. We'll talk about that in a second. And then on the defensive side, I can't see Bosa getting any any reps in preseason. There's no point to really let him rehab. We know what he's got. Same goes for D Ford. Armstead returned from practice. Don't know if he'll play Saturday, but maybe next week against the Chargers. And then Aziz Alshire most likely will be out as well. And then the big one, which we'll talk about, Jaquaski Tart, who is still on the physically unable to perform list. Let's rewind here and let's go back to Jalen Hurd. I definitely want your thoughts as to the situation with Hurd, the injury, where he's at in the wide receiver competition, and what you think about him going into preseason. Yeah, I'm excited for Jalen Hurd. I think I've talked about him a lot on this podcast. You know, uh, he's a guy that they drafted in 2019 in that third round. And he has that ability, that weird, unique tool set to be that third wide receiver. Uh, Injuries has been his problem in the past. And, you know, it's continuing to be his problem. As you said, he just got back from some sort of injury. And I'm very excited for that wide receiver competition this preseason specifically. And, you know, I want to see what Jalen Hurd could do. Uh, The other guys I'm looking at, obviously, Richie James. I want to see if he can step into a larger role. And uh, the seventh round pick from last year, Jawan Jennings. You know, he had a bit of a COVID stint and was put on the COVID IL uh, briefly during training camp. But he's a name that we heard a lot about. Uh, in OTAs and he's someone that I think uh, if he's given the proper seasoning and he has a good uh, preseason he could step in as that wide receiver three that's really one of the big position battles on this team that uh, isn't set and there's no real leads you know you got the veteran Sanu as well and I I think that's going to be one of the most intriguing battles in preseason and they're not going to have some chum throwing them balls they're gonna have the third overall pick in the draft Trey Lance chucking balls their ways so and probably the starter at some point in the year so that's a connection you're definitely going to want to see and something that you're going to want to start off in preseason so that's definitely the the battle I'm looking forward to the most yeah, Jalen Hurd's a, a really interesting one. Obviously, he hasn't played the last two seasons, and I know this is a guy that you've been really excited about over the past two years as well. Um, I'm really curious to see what he can do, but from what I've read so far, it does not seem like things are heading in the right direction for him in terms of making a roster spot, considering Mohamed Sanu has come in you know, in the shape that he has and he's making the impact that he is within the locker room and on the field. Um, Trent Sherfield apparently has had a really good camp as well. So that's another one. And then Richie James and his familiarity. Um, there are two guys in this, in this receiver three competition that I think need to have a big game on Saturday, but not just that, but a really big preseason to kind of prove their worth. And I think you, you hit it on both of them, Jalen Hurd and Jawan Jennings. I think this is a really big opportunity for them. And I'm excited to see them both, more so Jawan Jennings, because Jalen Hurd, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, he's been injured the last two years, and it doesn't seem like he's still 100% there. Whether Jawan Jennings seems like he's in a little bit more of a better place. So I'm a lot more intrigued to see Jawan Jennings, and maybe he'll get some time with, with Lance in the twos and kind of see their connection there a little bit too. So 
I'm excited and looking at those two guys. And I think this is a big game on Saturday for those two. I think they both need to show out. And even for the rest of the preseason, I think it's a big deal for them too. Um, sticking with the offense, and then we'll switch to the to the defense. But what are some other things on offense that you're looking out for in Saturday's game? Well, obviously, the running back is the other position on offense that is a bit up in the air. You know, I'm very excited to see Trey Sermon play. Uh, we've talked about him a lot on this pro- on this podcast. You know, spending a third round pick on a running back is something you rarely see out of Lynch and Shanahan and co. And I really want to see how he takes his game in this offense. You know, Shanahan's known as one of the best running coaches in the league offense in general. But I think what he can do with a guy like Sermon will be very interesting. And the other rookie that I'm excited to see, Elijah Mitchell. You know, he's kind of that speed back. You know, he he shows kind of what Jeff Wilson was like uh, as a running back for us. And with Jeff Wilson out of the picture for the for most of the season, I think uh, Elijah Mitchell could step in in that opportunity. And you know how much Shanahan loves using all of his different running backs and all of these different scenarios. So there's going to be a lot of touches to go around. So those are the two main people I'm excited to see because we haven't seen them in this offense before. And the other person that we haven't seen in this offense that, you know, I think may get a bit of an opportunity is more of a veteran guy. We, you've talked about him a lot. Wayne Goldman, you know, you bring in Wayne Goldman as a veteran back. I, I don't think he's just going to sit on the bench or, you know, sit with the practice squad. I think Goldman has a spot on this team uh, as long as he can pick up the playbook, which I don't doubt he won't. He had a good season last year filling in for uh, Saquon. So I, I think he brings another aspect to this rushing offense that uh, I'm excited to see what Shanahan does with him. Yeah, it's a good call. I'm I'm really excited to see that backfield as well. Trey Sermon, Mitchell, Gallman, um, and being able to see what they can do. I don't think Raheem is going to get a lot of, of reps in this game at least. Um, maybe next Sunday or the Sunday after that. But, um, but I think in terms of these rookies, yeah, Sermon's a really interesting one. Again, I didn't know much about him uh, come draft time, so I'm excited to see him and that. Obviously... Um, the quarterback position is something obviously we're all excited about. Trey Lance, obviously really excited to see him. Um, Garoppolo, if he does get some reps, honestly, even though we know exactly what we're getting from him, I do kind of want to see you know, what he's got right now. It's been a while since we've seen Jimmy. I mean, last time we saw him was week eight in Seattle, and he looked horrible, right? So I think considering what we've heard in camp, about how good Garoppolo's playing. I wouldn't mind seeing a little glimpse of that. And But of course, I know Jimmy, obviously from watching him these past few years, he always kind of gets off to a rough start in general and then kind of gets going mid to later on in the season. So I'm not going to put too much emphasis if Jimmy doesn't look that great in his possession too that he plays, if he plays on Saturday. Um, but Lance, on the other hand, I am. There is one guy I do want to talk about in the quarterback room that I think needs to have a big game on Saturday and really needs to have an ama- a really good preseason if he wants to stay on the team. And that's Josh Rosen. I'm Like I've previously talked about, I mean, do I really care about him or Nate Sudfeld? No, because I don't want to see them at all in the regular season. Not at all, unless it's for like, 
you know, coming out to hold a kick if like something happens to Wisnowski. But other than that, I don't want to see him at all. Having said that, Josh Rosen was a first round pick. You know, this it would be awfully surprising if he did not make a roster. You know what I'm saying? And and you've had a couple. I mean, he came yeah. late, late, late last year. He came in, so it's not like he knows the playbook fully. This is his first full off season, but I think you kind of get where I'm going here. It would be tough to see him, you know, lose lose out or not even lose out, but the Cardinals move a different direction a year after that uh, he got drafted. Goes to Miami, didn't really fit there, and then goes to Tampa, kind of learned from Brady for a little bit. Moves over to San Francisco, Kyle Shannon, a very quarterback-friendly offense. I think it would be very disappointing for him to not make the roster. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Josh Rosen is a guy that I kind of had high hopes uh, coming out of college and getting selected by Arizona, and we all know how that turned out. And, you know, he started right away out of college. Could he have used, you know, maybe some seasoning and then been thrown into the Gates, who knows? Uh, I'm excited to see, you know, I, I think that third quarterback is a is a conversation that we have to have. You know, uh, Josh Rosen will definitely get some playing time in this preseason, and so will Nate Sudfeld. And, you know, I, I think there's a bit of a competition as there is between Jimmy and Lance, between Rosen and Sudfeld for that yeah. third job. You know, Garoppolo has been injured a decent amount, and that back that could be a backup to Lance at some point. And, you know, with our injury history, you never know who's going to start at quarterback. And that's a position that they're definitely going to be fighting for. So, you know, I, I'm excited to see uh, both of them play. I don't really have high hopes for either, especially Rosen, because as much as I liked Josh Rosen, I just he just hasn't translated to the NFL. And I don't know how many chances this guy can get, you know. I, I hope the best for him, and I really think that he could win that third quarterback position. It's just I, I don't know if I can believe in him too much. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good call in terms of how many chances you're going to get. And, you know, this being the fourth team he's been on in what it's been, I think, three or four seasons now that he's been in the league. And, you know, it's um, it's it's tough. It's a tough deal out there. And, you know, I think if he lands at the right spot somewhere, then he will. But I don't think a starting role is going to be anywhere in in the cards for him. Having said that, you said something really interesting, though, in terms of Sudfeld and Rosen having a competition and saying that, you know, it could potentially be for a backup behind Lance if something happens to Jimmy. But thinking bigger picture here and not short term, but thinking long term, they are fighting to be the, the backup because we know Garoppolo is not going to be here long-term and Trey Lance, we know, is expected to be our long-term answer. So whether Garoppolo plays out the entirety of 2021, plays five games, six games, you know, you know the deal, Sudfeld or Rosen could be the backup at some point in time. If they both stink this preseason, then yeah, maybe Shannon's like, nope, we're going to cut him loose at the end of the year. And then we'll go out and get someone else. But if either of these two come in this preseason and play really well, Shanahan's going to be like, I want them here next year to be the backup to Trey Lance. So actually, you're not wrong in the sense that 
they're not just fighting for the third string. They are technically fighting for a future backup role position. So actually, it is kind of an important position there. But Sudfeld and Rosen, we'll see how um, they play out. The last time we saw Nate Sudfeld in a game, he also looked absolutely horrific at the end of that Eagles-Washington game, that whole debacle on Sunday night in Week 17. Goodness gracious, that was um, that was something. But, <laughs> that was um, something. Yeah, it, it was something else. But So we're going to get to see both of those guys most likely on Saturday and then obviously for the rest of the preseason. So that will be interesting there. And then the last thing before we move on, the one other guy on the offense that I'm excited to watch is Aaron Banks. Obviously, it looks like right now Brunskill has the lead, but... Again, if Aaron Banks has a really good preseason, I think we might have to have a discussion, you know, a week before uh, week one against Detroit. Yeah, Aaron Banks is a guy I've talked about uh, on the show. Uh, I think you don't pick him in the second round if you don't have high hopes for him. The good thing is you have a competition and you don't have to start him right away if you feel like that's not the right course with Brunskill. And, you know, I, I think... They're both going to get opportunities at right guard in this preseason to see which one is a better fit. Uh, maybe they bring in Banks for uh, running situations and they keep Brunskill for passing situations. You know, there's a lot of different stuff you can do with this offensive line if you trust both of those guys. So uh, I'm looking forward to that competition as well. And I, I think those, as you pointed out, those are going to be the potential offensive line one options that you see in the preseason because they don't have a set role. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for uh, all of these position battles on offense. Definitely. Yeah, offense will be definitely something to watch. Moving over to the defensive side of the ball, um, like I mentioned, it's definitely a lot more banged up than it is on the offensive side. The only guy I would say we need to, I wouldn't even say worry, but I think it'll be fine for week one is, is Aziz Alshire. So, We'll see who gets to start aside. Well, actually, I wouldn't start Freddie at all in the preseason. I don't care. I you know we got paid big bucks, but I would just protect him, put him in bubble wrap, do whatever you need to to get him off the field. I don't think there's really a need for him to play at all this preseason, to be quite honest with you. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see Aziz playing on Saturday. Armstead, I can't really see maybe a possession or two but I can't really see him playing much. Like I mentioned before, Bosa and Ford, no point in playing it. Bubble wrap them both as well. Um, Ebucam, I don't really know the just on there and what his status is, but I believe he returned to practice, so that's good news there. And then and then we got a problem at safety. However, the Niners resolved a little bit of that issue or at least you know, kind of watered it down a bit by signing veteran HaHa Clinton Dix today. To a one-year deal, of course, because Tart is still on the pup list. Tony Jefferson is hurt, who we signed as a veteran. Um, Tarverius Moore went down earlier in the year. Tavon Wilson is currently taking the number one reps aside Jimmy Ward. Um, what are your thoughts on the Clinton Dick signing? And then some things to watch for in terms of the safety position. You know, we just acquired the best name in football. There's nothing else to say there. I love <laughs> Hog Clinton. No Dicks. doubt. Yeah, you know, the moment we signed him, I considered getting a jersey right then and there. You oh, know, he has the best name in football, no doubt. Man, he might, man, he might, he might not be like a niner. It's after like a week <laughs> or two. I can't wait for him to get cut in a week and still have that jersey. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, no, with a uh, tart going down and uh, that 
slot opening up at the safety position, uh, a move was needed to be made. And Clinton Dix, who hasn't played in a full season, uh, I, I don't think he's really going to get a starting job. Uh, but I do think it was a good move to bring him in. You know, it's always good to see what's left in the tank for him. And he's very good at catching, but his tackling is kind of poor. Um, I think this is going to be a big preseason for the safety position because of that slot open right now. And, of course, the big ticket that we're all looking to see is uh, Hufanga, uh, the rookie we drafted in the fifth round. And, you know, we want to see uh, – there's been a bit of injury concern, not in training camp, but in previous years in college. And if he can avoid that and potentially blossom – he could be taking over that backup safety position or that starting safety position if Tart is unhealthy to play. You know, we have Marcel Harris, who's we've seen in the past. I think he could potentially slot in there. Tavon Wilson could potentially slot in. There's a lot of question marks on safety, and that's what preseason's for, to see your depth, to test your depth, and potentially your starter. Yeah, and you know, like like I've been talking about since the draft, I've been really high on Talanoa Hafunga, so I'm really excited. He's definitely one of the guys who I'm really excited to watch on Saturday, and also one of the reasons why I don't think Haha Clinton Dix could be a Niner for very long. Having said that, what I like about the Clinton Dix signing is, you know, you're not risking much, and there's a high reward, right? And in that case, we don't know what we're getting because if we get Green Bay, Haha then I think we're, we're good in that sense where we got good depth or maybe he starts aside Jimmy Ward. I don't know the deal there, but, you know, that's good for us. That's really great depth. And on top of that, he's experienced, which I really like as well. Having said that, if he's not and he doesn't pan out, then just cut him loose and it is what it is. But I, I am a little worried at the safety position with how thin we are. And, and I think because Tart's not back yet, and it seems like he's not going to be back anytime soon. So there is a, a chance that he might miss time in going into September. And then obviously Tony Jefferson's not healthy. That Tarverius Moore loss early in the offseason kind of is a bigger deal. At first, I didn't think, you know, eh, I think we'll be fine because we have Jaquaski Tart, but it turns out we don't have Jaquaski Tart. And also going back to Tart himself. This was also the same thing that you and I were talking about back in the free agency period when we re-signed Tart and I said, I love Joukowsky Tart when he's healthy, but my one issue with Tart is he always is hurt. Having said that, this isn't a new injury. This is the same injury that he suffered last season, which is a turf toe, which I know it's funny. Turf toe is the one injury that happens in any sport. People are like, really? A toe injury? Dude, it's all fun and games until it happens to you and then you realize how bad that injury is and for anyone who doesn't know that's why Patrick Willis retired so early because of a toe injury um having said that yeah I'm, I'm a little worried having said that I will say this I don't know well yeah no you probably have heard Emmanuel Mosley looks great since coming off the COVID list yeah I have heard that you know I'm glad that he looks great and I'm glad that he's feeling better uh that's someone who was very important uh in the previous years and I think that's someone who's very important this year. Uh, you know, our cornerback depth isn't that great. We've tried to work on it. We tried to build it through the dra draft with Thomas and Lenoir. But I really think for us to be competitive this year, our secondary has to stay healthy. 
And if Mosley's looking good and healthy and Verrett's looking healthy, I think we could be competing with the best this year uh, in that secondary. Uh, I really think that they're not going to get much reps uh, in the preseason, like Verrett and Mosley, because you know what they've done. Uh, they'll probably get that first quarter. Like I said, with the offense, we'll get the veterans. They'll get in there. They'll show what they can do. But we all know what they can do. And the real test is the depth of the secondary and the depth of our corners. We want to see what if Ambry Thomas could be ready to step into that situation, uh, if Lenoir could be ready to step into that situation. Uh, I, I would like to see him at Nickelback. I think I've uh, mentioned that a couple times now as a potential uh, successor to uh, Kwan Williams. And I'm just excited to see the depth of this team and to see if it will be ready uh, for that opportunity. Uh, Dante Johnson's another guy to look at potentially as the backup cornerback if Mosley goes down or Verrett goes down at some point in the year. Yeah, I, I think you, you kind of hit it on good in terms of the secondary is starting to worry me. It's starting to worry me a little bit. Um, but hearing Emmanuel Mosley looks great coming off the COVID list makes me really happy because obviously history says players who have come off the COVID list don't look so great. So I'm really happy Emmanuel Mosley. That must mean that he did not have it, which is very good. And um, I, I think you did say something really, really valuable and valid going into the season. Um, our secondary does need to stay healthy. That is a very, very good point because you look at our number one corner right now is Jason Verrett. We know what he can do when he's healthy. He, he could be one of the best corners in the game when he's healthy. But having said that, he's also extremely injury prone and he has one healthy season in front of him, and that was last season. So that there's always that kind of worrisome part there. Tart, we already know that. Jimmy Ward has had, a, a, I'm not going to lie, his last two seasons has been the best two seasons of his career. So I'm happy that we got Jimmy Ward at least back there. Knock on wood, he can stay healthy. And then Emmanuel Mosley, for the most part, is fairly healthy, but still there's some weeks where he's in and out, which is a problem. And then, like you mentioned, we got a lot of young guys really in the rest of our secondary. And then you got K1 Williams back there as well, who's also sometimes can be in and out. So th this, I think our secondary, it's just, it's really, really important that these guys stay healthy. And, and before I move on, like this is exactly what I'm saying in the sense that the, this 49ers team, not just this year, but really, since Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch took it over, it's always the same conversation. If we're healthy, this player is going to have a big year if he's healthy. The 49ers can go to the Super Bowl if they're healthy. Like, that's the thing. And honest to God, in the preseason when these games don't matter, we should, like, honestly, we should get John Lynch to go to the NFL and be like a Hall of Famer John Lynch, by the way. We'll, we'll talk about him at the end of the episode. Um, he should go to the NFL and just be like, can we add a bubble wrap list to the injured reserve and the pup list? Can we just add like a bubble wrap list so we could literally just shelve some players for the whole preseason? Because th think about it this way. If there were a, as dumb as this sounds, this should be the bubble wrap list going into week one. Jimmy Garoppolo, put him in bubble wrap. Raheem Mostert, George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, Trent Williams, D Ford, Nick Bosa, Javon Kinlaw, Fred Warner, uh, Dre Greenlaw, Jason Verrett, Jaquaskar, our whole secondary throw him in bubble wrap. Like, 
that's majority of our team. And the reason why I say that, all the guys I just named off are injury prone, right? Except for maybe Fred Warner is the only guy. Knock on wood, I swear to God, if I jinx that, I will never <laughs> be able to sleep at night. But, and everyone else that I named off of are injury prone. Debo Samuel, I didn't name him. I definitely throw him in that list as well. That's my thing. I don't want to see a lot of those guys come preseason, but I just need to say that, Sue. Um, but going back to the defense, another note the here is, because we're so thin at safety, another interesting point is, we could have had Marcel Harris back there who's been playing. I've always loved Marcel Harris. I know you've always loved Marcel Harris at safety as well. He's played really well over the past few years. We moved him to linebacker. So... I don't know what the plan there is with us being thin at safety if he's going to stick to linebacker, what the thing is. But that's something to keep an eye out for as well. Um, two other guys I'm, I'm looking out for going into Saturday on the D-line is Javon Kinlaw and Arden Key. Obviously, I don't know how much Javon Kinlaw is going to play with his knees and all that, but I've heard nothing but hype about him. And Arden Key I've been talking about nonstop for the last two weeks because of the hype that he had coming out of college and how Vegas didn't really use him to, you know, for him to kind of reach his ceiling. It didn't really put him in great positions. I'm really excited to see what Arden Key can do in our defense. So him and Javon Kinlaw, I'm really excited to watch those two. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I wanted to kind of talk about how you said uh, Javon Kinlaw is someone that they may not play a decent amount in preseason because of the injuries. I think they may play him a bit more in the preseason because of a bit of the unknown yes he's having this amazing training camp and everyone's saying watch out for Kinlaw to be the breakout guy this year uh but you know we he wasn't that great last year he he had some great moments where he flashed you know what he could be at tackle but I think he needs that bit of preseason to get comfortable against NFL competition whether it's the secondary NFL competition and not the first that you'll get on the NFL starting field. But I do think that he's going to be out there a bit more than the rest of the starters because there's still that bit of unknown aspect to him. But yeah, as you said about Key, I'm excited to see what he can do. You know, a change of scenery for guys who struggle coming out of college is always great. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to Solomon Thomas with the Raiders. Uh, you know, because I, I wish him all well, uh, Same. even though he didn't have the great uh, what we were expecting out of him in San Fran. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see Arden Key. I'm excited to see the depth in general of our defense, because as the big thing we've talked about forever is injuries, injuries, injuries. And that's been a huge problem for us. So the depth may and probably will get tested. So I'd love to see how that depth does yeah no no doubt and two other guys also I mean going back to the secondary Ambry Thomas and Lenore I'm excited to watch those two as well but yeah as for Solomon Thomas um, again like look we talked about last week him and Arden Key literally just swapped roles both of them have had very very similar careers up until this point and they just swapped roles on different teams um, but yeah I, I'm the same I wish nothing but the best for Solomon Thomas and I hope that um, he's able to get a lot more out of his time in Vegas. Having said that, after what Mohurst and Arden Key said, I don't really know if Vegas is the place where you want to excel your career in. Having said that, 
we'll see what happens um, going into that game. But that was in terms of guys to to look out for. Any bold predictions? I know it's just preseason, but let's have some fun here. Any for any any specific players? Any predictions you got? Yeah, so I think the prediction I'm going to get for a wide receiver is Jawan Jennings coming out as that third guy. You know, being a seventh round pick, you face a lot of adversity, but I think he could step up and have a big preseason and take the nod there. Um, I also think there's a chance that Trey Sermon comes out of preseason as the lead back for the Niners over Mostert. You know, there is a bit of competition, and even as the lead back, he may not see all the carries because, you know, Shanahan loves to spread out the carries. But I don't think they spent that third-round pick on him for no reason. I think he may be that lead back. Those are my big predictions for the offense. Damn, man. I was talking about bold bold predictions for Saturday. and You just came in red (laughs) hot with Trey Sermon as the running back one. No, I love it. I love that. That's a, I'm I'm gonna keep that man. I'm noting that after preseason. So no, no, that's a great one. And Jawan Jennings again, yeah, that's a guy who I think needs to have a big preseason too. But yeah, no, I'll have more Saturday. But no, I'm preseason in general. I mean, I think both of them. That's a great one. But talking Saturday, um, I got three here. I'll I'll go with Lance. I even made a whole stat thing here. I think Trey Lance goes ten for fifteen. 140 passing yards, one touchdown, and 25 rushing yards. I think Talanoa Hafunga has a big day, gets a few tackles and a pick. And then out of the backfield, you pick you pick Trey Sermon. I'm actually going to go with Elijah Mitchell. And I think he has a big day, runs for 75, 80 yards, and breaks off for a 20-plus yard run. So those are my bold game predictions for Saturday's game against KC. Um, going into Saturday's game. I'm excited for it. I'm I'm really excited for this one, seeing all these guys. There's a lot to look forward to in the next week. You know, we get to dissect this game and, and look ahead to week two against the Chargers. But let's wrap up this episode. I mean, man, when we were just going through everything, I'm like, I swear to God, I'm forgetting something. And I knew I was forgetting something really, really important. And that, of course is nothing preseason related. In fact, is a lot more important than preseason. And that is our general manager, John Lynch, yep. was inducted into the, into the Football Hall of Fame in Canton this past weekend. Congratulations to John Lynch. Uh, you got thoughts on that? Yeah, very well deserved. Uh, you know, he was great on the field. He's been great off the field as our GM. And I wish nothing but the best for him and his family. And that's a great honor for him. No doubt. His speech was great. Um, the moment was great. Um, I think it's, it was really cool for him to get that moment. And, and last year when they um, announced the guys getting inducted into this year's class, he got to be on the field in Tampa because the Super Bowl was in Tampa Bay. So I think that's kind of cool for him to get that moment there where really majority of his career and his legacy was in Tampa Bay. Um, you know, his time in Denver as a Bronco and now doing what he's done for us in San Francisco as the GM um, has been nothing short of, of amazing. I mean, I can go in and critique some of the stuff on another day, but this is more about just, you know, praising him and appreciating John Lynch for the person that he is coming into an organization when we dealt with, you know, complete crap with all the all the balky days, ugh, disgusting, <laughs> and, you know, John Lynch was very refreshing. It kind of came out of nowhere, but 
he has been fabulous in rebuilding this team. And and you look at our team right now, our roster. I mean, sure, there's the negative and the downside when you look at how injury prone our guys can be. But the positive, like we saw in 2019, and I think we're all really hoping that this year is very similar to that. This team is a really, really talented championship caliber football team that John Lynch has, you know, built from scratch, literally. Like, he tore this team apart when he took over and rebuilt it completely. So, again, just just congratulations to John Lynch and his family on an absolutely incredible accomplishment um, getting into Canton. That's It's something amazing. And one more thought, I think it's pretty cool and I said this in my post when I when I posted on the gram the other night as well. I think it's pretty cool seeing how things kind of came full circle for Lynch and the Niners. How Lynch, when he was with Denver, or actually no, going back previously Denver, when he was at Stanford in college, his head coach was Bill Walsh. And obviously we all know Bill Walsh was a legend for the Niners and, and built those teams with Montana and Rice and Clark and all those guys in the 80s and led us to all those Super Bowls. And then John Lynch was his prodigy at Stanford. And now John Lynch is the one who's building this Niners team present day. And then you look at the same thing in Denver. Lynch's head coach was Mike Shanahan. And now he's working alongside in tandem with Kyle Shanahan, Mike's son. I just think that whole storyline is pretty damn cool seeing those parallels. And I, I like I like seeing little storylines like that. So I thought I would throw that out there because I think that's pretty darn cool. But um, that's a wrap for this episode of the 49 Away Podcast. Niners Chiefs preseason week one at Levi Stadium. And man, I got to say, it's going to be pretty damn nice to one, see the fans back, the faithful back in the stands. And second, the Niners have not been at Levi Stadium since week nine of last season. Yeah, it's going to be a big thing for them to be back home. And I'm really excited to see the game. You know, it's a primetime game, 830 at night. Uh, you know, for the first preseason game. And it's a rematch of the 2019 Super Bowl, Kansas City, San Fran. So it's going to be exciting, even though it's preseason. And I can't wait to watch football again. Absolutely. I mean, it's so it's super strange. And and for those people who don't know, Zach and I are both from Toronto. So it's been quite strange for, <laughs> I guess, you and I, the fact that, you know, the Niners have not been home in a really long time. And then our Toronto Blue Jays just came home a few yep. weeks ago after a really, really long period of time. And so it's going to be nice to see. It was extremely nice seeing them come back to our city and playing in front of their home fans. It's going to be pretty darn nice to see the Niners back at home at Levi Stadium. No more State Farm Stadium. Oh, my God. I can never. I love Arizona Stadium. It's nice and all, but I can never, ever look at it the same after last season. But goodness God, just thank God we're back home, Levi Stadium, the proper saloon font in the end zones and all the red and gold and you know the whole deal and all of that. But that's it for this week's episode. That's it for us. Jason Hoda, Zach Chevy. Don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. And we will see y'all next week when we'll recap preseason game one. And that is a wrap for this week's episode of the 49 Away podcast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more 49ers news and analysis.